What if that nagging feeling in the back of your neck was real? What if those hands reaching out from the dark that you believed were there, were there? What if the monster in the basement really existed? And what if there was really something under the bed? Would you have the courage to face your fears? Hello, brave souls. I'm your host, Paul Rondeau, and tonight's story is called This Call Was the Reason I Left the Army. It's inspired by my time while I was in the military myself as an MP. About 10 years ago, I served a few years in the Army. I ended up being military police, an MP, while I was in. The first few years I spent in, I trained up for deployment to Afghanistan. Spent a year there and came back. After three years of being in, it was finally time to do the law enforcement part of my job. I figured after all the crap I'd been through the last few years, this'd be easy. I couldn't have been more wrong. Deployment was rough, but having to go into people's houses and deal with them during their worst moments was a hard thing to do five to six times a week. You also had to deal with all the normal duties of being a soldier on top of being an MP. I didn't sleep well during this time. Everything was good, as it could be, until I got a call from dispatch one night. They sent me to an address that I wasn't familiar with. I had to pull up my map of the installation to even find it. It made sense that I'd never heard of it, because it was on a small access road on the outskirts of the installation. It was near the majority of the utility buildings. This wasn't an emergency call, so I wasn't able to run code just lights and sirens. Dispatch had said that someone had reported suspicious activity at the location. I ended up calling dispatch and asked if they could elaborate on suspicious activity. The caller didn't say anything else and it hung up. I made my way over to the building and figured there was just some kids messing around trying to send the MPs on a wild goose chase. I'd rather be on this type of call rather than a car accident, domestic, or a noise complaint. This would at least keep me off the rotation of calls for a while. It took me a few minutes to work my way over to the side of the post. I had also taken a few minutes to have a cigarette before I made my way over there. It's always good to calm the nerves before dealing with other people. When I pulled up to the building, it didn't look like anything was going on in there. I let dispatch know I had arrived, and they noted my time. I positioned my vehicle so the lights were pointed directly at the building. It was a three-story building that looked like it was made of the same material as a parking garage would be made out of. My plan was to do a walking patrol around the perimeter of the building. If I didn't see anything suspicious, I would then request backup from dispatch so that I could clear the building. It probably wasn't going to happen tonight, though. The unit had just returned from deployment, and there was a ton of calls tonight. Dispatch would probably tell me I was on my own, but head inside and clear the building to make sure no one was inside goofing around, or worse, hurt. I walked around the building, when I was on the back side of the building, I thought I could see a light coming from one of the third floor windows. It kind of looked like the light of a cell phone. I made a mental note of it, and radioed dispatch letting them know I needed backup to clear the building. They let me know that all the patrols were tied up, and that I needed to check it out on my own. I acknowledged and went back to my vehicle to grab a second set of batteries, just in case my flashlight died. This was going to take a while. After grabbing the batteries, 
I checked to make sure I had everything just in case something did go wrong while I was in there. I made my way to the front of the door, and to my surprise, the door was unlocked. That alone would have warranted me to clear the building. I flicked on my flashlight and walked into the building. Surprisingly, the building was in really good shape, for what I assumed to be an abandoned building. It looked like people were still working in here on a daily basis. The way I was going to clear this, since I was doing this solo, was start from the bottom and work my way up. Luckily, this building didn't have a basement, so I only had to worry about three floors. I turned right as I walked into the building and began clearing it. Nothing seemed out of the ordinary as I walked my way around the first floor. I could hear movement from somewhere upstairs, though. I came around the corner and saw the front door again and a staircase that was in front of me. It was time to work my way up to the second floor. As I made my way up the stairs, I could hear more movement as it echoed off the walls of the staircase. I yelled, MPs, please come down now. I always followed the mantra of ask, tell, and make. But ask nicely the first time, tell them the second time, and then if worse comes worse, I'd make them come and do what I wanted them to do. Most of the time, the problem can be handled with your words rather than your fists. You don't want to get into fist fights when you have to do this five to six times a week. The movement upstairs continued, so I yelled again, MPs, come down now. The movement upstairs stopped, and the only thing I could hear was the sound of my heart beating from walking up the stairs. I said again, MPs, please come down now. We need to talk. I listened for a minute, but didn't hear anything. Instead of going all the way up to the third floor, where I assumed they were, I continued on with the protocol. This floor definitely had a different feeling to it. It was less taken care of, and it didn't seem like someone had been up here for in a while. I couldn't shake the feeling that I was being watched. I also found it weird that I hadn't heard my radio since I walked in. So to put my mind at ease, I tried to do a radio check with dispatch. Dispatch, this is 5 Romeo, radio check over. I didn't hear anything back. Dispatch, this is 5 Romeo, radio check over. Again, I didn't hear a thing. I figured maybe there was something messing with my reception of my radio, so I tried it again. Any unit, this is 5 Romeo, radio check over. No luck again. I pulled out my cell phone and tried to call my buddy on shift. I couldn't get it to ring at all. I checked to see if I had service, and it showed five bars. I tried to text him instead, and it said the message couldn't be delivered. I'm in panic mode at this point. I've never had something like this happen to me before. It would make sense if I didn't have service in the building. I figured maybe if I turned everything off and on again, it might work. So I turned off the radio, and then my phone. I waited a little bit, and then tried turning them back on. The radio didn't make a sound and my cell wouldn't turn on anymore. It didn't make any sense, so I made the choice right there and then to head back outside and see if I could reach out in my vehicle. I went back down the staircase and pretty much ran down them to head back outside. There was no way I was coming back in here without backup. My heart sank when I got to the bottom of the stairs. The place the door was supposed to be was no longer there. I turned left and right, freaking out. I didn't know what to do, and I couldn't call out for any help. There was no way I could break out of here either. It was basically a giant concrete coffin, one that I'd come into willingly. Without much other options, I looked back up the stairs and figured I would try to make my way to the room I had seen a light in. Maybe someone was in there, 
I could make sense of all this. I had cleared the second floor already, so that I only left the third floor. When I was heading up the stairs, I heard running around again. This time the footsteps sounded heavier, and it sounded like there was more of them. I didn't bother saying anything this time, and just cautiously walked up to the third floor. If I thought the second floor looked rough, then this floor looked like it hadn't been touched in decades. There were cobwebs everywhere, and trash littered the floors. Every couple of steps, I would feel something touch my leg or my back, causing me to spin around every few steps. I felt like I was losing my mind at this point, and just wanted to find some answers to this impossible situation. This hallway had made no sense to me. There was no doors except the one at the very end of the hallway. What was the point of this floor if it just had one door in it? The hallway was probably 20 feet long and felt like it took me an hour to get to the end of it. I made it to the door and grabbed the doorknob. I was surprised when I couldn't open it. I knocked on the door and the door opened up slowly. I pushed the door open and saw the light I had seen earlier. There was a flashlight on the floor. Next to it lay an MP that was unconscious. I walked a few feet forward and I felt something hit me in the back of the head. Everything went black and I woke up in the back of an ambulance. A few days went by and I had finally recovered. My team leader asked what had happened that night and I tried to explain it to him. He then told me what he says actually happened. He said he had heard me call out that I was entering the building. He heard the ridiculous amount of radio checks that I did and thought maybe I was messing around. That was until my buddy called him saying that I would called and sent him this text. I'm stuck in this building. Come help me now. That's when it no longer seemed like a joke. They had two patrols head over to the building and check on me. They saw a light on the third floor window and went up to check it out. They found me passed out on the floor with my flashlight next to me. They called the ambulance and had me transported to the hospital. They said it had been carbon monoxide poisoning. Apparently the building had a gas leak. The guys that came and got me had to spend a few days in the hospital as well. I don't know how much of it is in my head or how much of it really happened, but that was the day I decided I wasn't going to re-enlist. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the story. <laughs> that isn't actually the reason why I didn't want to re-enlist in the army. The reason why I didn't want to re-enlist in the army is because I was having a son. Um, but this was a fun story to read. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Come back next time for some more spooky stories. And as always, remember to face your fears. <laughs>